Hi, and welcome to the Movement Diaries, a no-holds-barred podcast where we'll unpack all things exercise and movement within the world of the no-pain, no-gain fitness culture. Hosted by me, movement coach Jordana Edelstein, we'll dive into why exercise has notoriously become all about self-punishment, fixing what's wrong with how your body looks, and burning off last night's pizza rather than simply feeling good and strong in your own skin. Let's have some honest, candid conversations about how to shift the all-or-nothing mindset around fitness and reclaim movement and exercise as a way to feel capable, confident, and empowered in your own body and mind. Ready to break the rules of exercise with me? Let's get started. Hey, everyone. Episode 77 of the Movement Diaries. I always feel compelled to say that. I don't know why. So if you follow me on Instagram... If you don't, you should, because I share a lot of good stuff on there. Um, my handle is just at Jordana Edelstein. On Saturday, I had some free time and I just wanted to like plop down on the couch and watch TV. We don't have cable anymore. We have Hulu Live. And the only downside is that you can't just like kind of turn on the TV and scroll. I mean, you can, but there's not that many live channels. Um so it's hard to just kind of like randomly like throw on something. So I went into Netflix and I started scrolling and the home edit was like on the main screen. I'm like, perfect. This is like not take a lot of brain effort. Like it's fun and easy to watch. So I put it on and start watching an episode. And the episode I watched, it was the first episode of the new season. I don't know if you can hear the garbage truck in the background going outside. Um, And it was a family who wanted to reorganize their pantry. And one of the big themes they were talking about was around reorganizing to kind of prioritize healthy snacks. The dad had previously been um, very overweight and lived in a much bigger body at a previous point in his life and lost a lot of weight and talked a lot about how it was really important to him um, that his kids don't go through what he went through and that he wants to do better by his kids and all these things that come from like a really lovely, wonderful place. Um, but definitely like underlying like fat phobia stuff. Um, and again, like I know it completely comes from a good place. That's the thing though, is like, it so often does. And yet we see these things and it just reinforces like, oh yes, I need to lose weight in order to be good. Losing weight makes me a good person. Losing weight makes me a better example to my kids. And it's so much more complicated and complex than that. Um, And obviously more complicated and complex and obviously a show like that like can address. Um, But I just think it's important to highlight some of these things. This isn't even what the point of what I wanted to talk about was. It was more around like, this idea of health. So they talked a lot about like healthy snacks and let's prioritize the healthy snacks. They even went so far as to put what they considered healthy snacks like front and center and to hide and keep covered the quote unhealthy snacks. And this is where my brain kind of started to explode. Again, I know that they're coming at this from a place of like being helpful and from a good positive, intentioned, well-meaning place. And yet at the same time, the outcome of that is not what it's meant to be. Um, On the surface, like nobody is thinking about this. Like I think about this because this is what I do for a living and it is my job and I am here to create awareness and help people work through 
all of these, like these mindsets and these deeply ingrained beliefs that we have around food and good and bad food and, and what all this means. So to specifically like hide and cover quote unhealthy snacks just completely perpetuates the struggles that we all already have around food and thinking that like healthy food is good and quote unhealthy food is bad. And I'm using air quotes, which you cannot see because this is a podcast, but every time I say the word healthy or unhealthy, I am air quoting it, but I'm not going to say that because it gets obnoxious. Um, And I do that because the word health is misused and misunderstood. We basically use healthy to talk about eating, quote, good food, nutritious food. And if it's not nutritious, if it's not like a vegetable or like a lean protein or a fruit or a whole grain or something in that sort of grouping of foods, we consider it to be like junk food or unhealthy. And so here's the thing. Healthy is not the same thing as nutritious. Unhealthy is not the same thing as non-nutritious. And that's where the issue is. We are misusing the word health. We're saying something is healthy or unhealthy when what we really need to be saying is this is nutritious or not nutritious. And when we say it's nutritious or not nutritious, we take away like the emotional attachment to it. We take away like the guilt and the shame that comes up when we eat something that's healthy and sort of like the feelings of like positive regard and well-being that we do when we eat something that is quote healthy. Um, and this matters because if you listen to my podcast from last week, I talk all about language and how the language that we use around food matters. Like it all matters. This is actually, I didn't intentionally do that, but it's kind of like a nice segue from last week to this week. Um, so because here's the thing you can, I wrote this in my, in my post, you can be healthy and eat quote unhealthy food. And you can also eat only, quote, healthy food and be unhealthy. There's actually a clinical eating disorder. It's called orthorexia, which is where people become kind of obsessed and preoccupied with only eating foods that they consider to be healthy. And it becomes like a real obsession. And when when your mental wellness becomes sacrificed for anything, you're no longer healthy, right? You could eat all the lean protein and whole grains and healthy fats and like, you know, the omega-3s and all that all day long. And yet if you freak out when a cookie gets put in front of you or you have secret binges or you can't even bring yourself to eat a piece of cake because it's not considered healthy, that's not a healthy way to live. Like that's not okay. You are suffering. And I'm sending you a really big hug and my heart goes out to you if you're listening to this and you have suffered from that or you are suffering from that. Um, and on the flip side of that, you, this is kind of like the, the the place we want to move to, you can be healthy and eat unhealthy food because being healthy is not only about eating nutritious food. Is it about, it, it is about eating all of the food that you love, nutritious and non-nutritious because non-nutritious food has a huge place in our diet. And when I say diet, I mean way of eating, which is actually technically what the word diet means. It's just been co-opted to be focused on weight loss, but separate conversation. Um, I eat, I talk about this openly, I eat dessert every single day, sometimes at two meals. Sometimes I'll have like a piece of chocolate after lunch and after dinner. Sometimes I'll have a piece of chocolate after breakfast. It doesn't happen that often, but it does. And when I notice that I really want that, I will do it. 
I'm not unhealthy for doing that. I actually believe I am healthy for doing that because I am checked in, I am paying attention, and I am taking intentional action on what I know I need. If I ignored that need and then later on ended up binging or eating a ton of snacks, which is what I know happens when I do ignore that, that would be unhealthy. So I'd be saying, oh, I ate all this healthy food for breakfast. I'm not going to eat an unhealthy piece of dark chocolate. And then even though knowing knowing later on what the outcome of that is going to be, that's not healthy. Here is what healthy is. Health, and this is an official definition, health is a state of complete physical, mental, and social well-being, and not merely the absence of disease, right? So this is the thing. Health is a much broader state than that of being in a bigger body or a smaller body, of eating lots of vegetables or not eating lots of, lots of vegetables, of having dessert or not having dessert. Like we think that being healthy is like only eating nutritious foods and is exercising five days a week. And yet being healthy also includes eating foods that we love, even if they aren't nutritious, taking lots of rest days, um, getting extra sleep, self-care, um, lots of things that are far beyond outside the realm of food. Um, it is a 360 degree to kind of use a cliched term state. And when we use the words healthy or unhealthy as it pertains to food, we really limit and reduce. It kind of becomes a very reductionist way of thinking. And, you know, I really try not to use the word healthy food or unhealthy food because it's not that simple. It is nutritious food and non-nutritious food. And I'll say it again, non-nutritious food can be healthy and nutritious food can be unhealthy depending on how you are using it. This is where we get to the conversation of it's not just about the what, it's about the how. What are your behaviors? What are your beliefs? What are the actions you are taking? How are you using the food? Like I know people... I've done many Whole 30s over the years, and a Whole 30 is a food elimination diet where you are only allowed to eat um, proteins, uh, fats, veg, uh, veg, fruits, and vegetables. So no, no greens, no beans, no dairy, no sugar. Um, you can have sugar from fruit, but no like added sugars. I think you can have fruit in Whole 30, right? No, I can't even remember. Um, I'm pretty sure you can. And so the purpose of the Whole30, they will tell you it is not a weight loss diet. It is meant to deal with sugar cravings, identify food sensitivities, and eat food in the way that the body was meant to kind of like digest food, which there's a lot of conflicting theories about that. Um, A lot of people do do it for weight loss because when you cut out entire food groups like dairy, greens, and legumes, which are beans, you're reducing calories overall. However, me, I did not lose weight on a whole 30. I maintained and in a couple cases I gained weight because I'm like, oh, I'm not allowed to eat those things, but I can eat lots of fats. I can eat like one and a half avocados at lunch. Awesome. Like I can eat all of these nuts. Awesome. So I took these quote healthy foods and overate them. That's not healthy. That's an unhealthy behavior when you're doing it, when you're eating past the point of fullness, when you're doing it to fill emotional needs, when you're doing a way of eating that's making you miserable. And so you're doing this to like self-comfort and self-soothe. So a healthy food like avocado and like nuts, which are 
again, I will call them nutritious foods, can be used in a very unhealthy way. And that's just one example. Like it is not that simple. And so I really encourage you, especially if you're a parent and you have kids, like you have such an opportunity here. And I think about this, I have an almost 10 year old son and I, over the years, have gotten more and more aware and mindful of the language I use around food. I talked about this in last week's episode. I no longer use um, the word junk food around Ben. And you may roll your eyes and think I'm being ridiculous, but I'm telling you this stuff matters. And the language you use around food around your kids when they are young will stay with them. The way you eat around your kids, the behavior that you model is what they will pick up on. Um, and if you are someone who has like, really puts limitations on certain types of foods and around sugar and desserts and whatnot, like you need to do what's right for your family. But I hope that I'm creating some awareness around the language and the behaviors that we have around food. Um, You know, obviously we want our kids to eat nutritious food. It matters, right? I just want to be really clear. I think it goes without saying, but I'm going to say it anyway. Eating nutritious food is super, super important. It is like the bedrock. It is the foundation of the work that I do with people and and the way that I eat. But again, and not but and, see, I catch myself have to do that work too. It exists, it coexists alongside eating stuff that is non-nutritious because that provides, that creates a different type of health, right? That's getting into like your mental health and your well-being and your joy and whatnot. And all of these things have a way to coexist. So the reason this, I, I, I talked about this, I did a podcast back in August around why Diet Coke is healthy. And there's a lot of overlap, but A, once is never. My coach, my business coach, the amazing Shantae Cofield tells me that all the time. So we need to hear things over and over and over again and over and over and over again and over and over and over again before they sink in and they really start to like make sense and kind of seep into our actions. So to do another podcast on a similar topic nine months later seems like um, a pretty good idea. And also because this stuff comes up in places that we don't even expect it. Like I'm watching the home edit, which is not about food. It's about home organization. It's this fun kind of lighthearted show and they use rainbow colors to organize. And like, I want to look at these two women who just kind of like stepped in shit and hit it big. And now we're like super famous and you know, whatever, that's like a separate thing. But it's like a fun, easy show to watch. And yet it's like steeped in diet culture stuff and in the mindsets that we all have around food that are very culturally ingrained. And so these ideas are being reinforced in times and places when you don't even realize it. I'm not going to call it brainwashing because it's not, but it is like like that and that you are constantly hearing and seeing things around these concepts that you don't even think twice about because it's just normal. Like, oh yeah, of course, let's put the healthy snacks front and center. And of course, let's hide the unhealthy snacks. There are habit books, like Atomic Habits actually talks about doing that. And I had a conversation with my friend, Nikki Nablevi around this, where I thoroughly disagree with that. If you are someone who's never had a disordered relationship with food, yes, maybe that would work for you, depending on like the context and the circumstances. But again, if you are listening to this podcast, that's not you, right? You are here, you follow, you listen to this podcast because you have struggled with food and you are stuck in the diet cycle and you need help and you want to get out. And so this matters for you. So we, again, like if you read Atomic Habits, there's like a whole section where he talks about like similar ideas to this about like donuts are bad and green apples are good. Like, no, I mean, come on, like I love that book, but still 
It's this idea that no matter where we go, we are constantly being fed these messages and we don't even realize it. And so it just gets reinforced in our brain. And like, I, I think I like, you know, five, seven years ago, hands down, I would have watched that show and said, Oh my God, I'm going to go do that. I'm going to hide. I've done that. I used to, I would only buy Ben snacks that I wouldn't eat or that I thought I wouldn't eat. But of course, inevitably I did. And I would put them in separate containers. I would put my snacks in my container and his snacks in his container so that I would not be tempted to go into his container. Same idea. Newsflash, that shit doesn't work. Like it works. It's a short-term fix. It will work for a period of time. It is not addressing your long-term solutions around food. Like, and the fear that you have around keeping certain foods in your house and you're going to binge it, you're going to overeat it, you can't control around it. Putting in a separate bin is not the answer to that. It will work for a month. It might even work for longer than that, but it's not going to work for the next 30 years. That I can tell you 100% guaranteed. Um, so my point is, as always, to create awareness is when you see things around like diet culture in places that aren't even talking about food or food related, like notice it. And when, because when you are, if you're working on this stuff, right, and you're putting an effort and you're showing up and then you see, you're watching the home edit, like innocently on a Saturday afternoon and you see a whole thing about healthy and unhealthy snacks, it gets into your head. It makes you question everything. And that's really frustrating. And my, like, I empathize with that. And then it's like, oh, well, maybe I should just do that. Or, oh, that sounds like a really good idea. Or, oh, those are and like, they list it off. They did like a whole trip. Then there's a whole separate thing. They made a whole trail mix bar because they identified trail mix as quote healthy and they had like a whole bunch of nuts and like dried fruit. And I'll tell you, dried fruit is delicious. It is chewy and sweet, but it is super, it's basically super concentrated sugar. It sucks out all the water, obviously. Um, and so it's very concentrated. So eating large quantities of dried fruit, um, is not really nutritious which is what they're calling it. They're calling it healthy, which they're saying is nutritious. Eating large quantities of dried food is not nutritious. Um, so there's all, there were also like kind of things that they were doing that really weren't, I don't know what the right word is. Like, I don't want to say not, we're not right, but we're kind of like misleading. But then again, like you're someone who's watching this, you're like, oh, I'm going to do a trail mix bar. Like, and I'm going to hide the granola bars and like the fruit snacks and whatever, because those are bad. Um, so if you are on this path and you are doing this work and you are showing up for yourself in any way, keep going. Don't let the stuff that you hear from a friend or read in a book or see on Instagram or see on a random TV show derail you. Stay true to what matters to you, right? What are your values? What brings you closer to who you are? What makes you feel better about who you are and how you're showing up in the world and what takes you farther away? right? Deep in your heart of hearts, right? Does keeping a box of hidden snacks in your cabinet feel good for you or feel shitty? And be honest with yourself because I think the answer for everyone to that is pretty similar, but nobody wants to admit it. Having a box of hidden snacks in your cabinet is like, feels pretty shitty. Um, to walk around like knowing that that's in there and it's hidden and that meaning you're not supposed to have it. So then what happens? You open up the box of hidden snacks and you eat one. Then how do you feel? Oh, I just ate a hidden snack. You're going to feel pretty shitty. You're going to feel pretty guilty. You might even cross kind of over from guilt like to feeling ashamed. <clears throat> so again, these are not these are short-term solutions to underlying challenges that need long-term solutions. So that's what I have to say for today. Holy moly, this got to be long. Thank you for listening. Um 
and more to come next week. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of the Movement Diaries. If you love this episode or are enjoying this podcast, I'd be so grateful if you left a review wherever you listen to your podcasts. And if you want more information or want to learn more about me or anything I offer, you can check me out on Instagram. My handle is just my first name and my last name, Jordana Adelstein. Website is the same thing. I have lots of free classes and tutorials, and I'm always sharing. I'm on Instagram pretty much every day, sharing what's going on in my life and how to make movement and exercise a more joyful part of your routine. Again, thanks so much for listening. Have a great day.